0: Welcome into the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of The Degenerate Gambler. This podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. We got plenty of bets for you on this New Year's Day, the first day of January 2022. We we'll have six game uh, six college bowl bets. Uh, Taking place uh, for New Year's Day. We'll also have some college basketball bets in our second segment. So we'll start things off on the college football side. And uh, we'll start it off with the Outback Bowl at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. The Arkansas Razorbacks, 8-4 overall. 7-4 and 1 against the spread. They'll take on the Penn State Nittany Lions. 7-5 overall. 7-5 against the number. Arkansas comes in as a a 2.5 point favorite. The over-under is 48.5. Penn State is 11-5 against the spread in their last 16 games. 1-5 against the spread in their last 6 against SEC opponents. Meanwhile, Arkansas is 7-1 against the spread in their last 8 games as a favorite. Now, the keys to this game are pretty simple, and it's the opt-outs. Arkansas has had two opt-outs of significant uh, notice, and that would be uh, Traylon Burks, their All-American wide receiver. He opted out. Uh, also, uh, Trey Williams uh, called it a career after getting arrested for a DUI uh, last week. So he's not playing this game as well. I think it's been considered an opt-out. But those are the two key players Arkansas will be missing. Now, Penn State, it's uh, – a ton, a, a ton of players. It starts with their All American wide receiver Javon Dotson. He has opted out. Uh, other guys that have opted out uh, for Penn State are their top defensive lineman, their top defensive back, and uh, Jerome Brisker, uh, and uh, a, a, a linebacker. I believe the uh, Lucida kid. I believe he's the linebacker that opted out for Penn State. Uh, but Penn State's got opt outs. Uh, of major proportions on all three levels of their defense. I honestly don't think there's an excuse in the world that Arkansas doesn't win this game and doesn't cover two and a half. Uh, now, as of right now, 64% of the uh, money is coming in on Penn State. 72% of the bets, however, are coming in on the Razorbacks. So uh, that. It's a little bit surprising the way that's kind of unfolded, but I think with the opt-outs at Penn State, now, without the opt-outs, I would take Penn State. Penn State, as a matter of fact, I believe, when the bowls were first announced before all the opt-outs started, was a four-point favorite in this one, actually opened up a a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this. I'd probably take Penn State and give it up the points without the opt-outs, but I think there's just too many opt-outs on that Penn State side that are detrimental. While the ones for Arkansas are costly ones, it is their best defensive player, the best defensive lineman, and their best offensive player Uh, for Arkansas to have opted out. I just think they've had less of the major opt-outs than Penn State has had. I think it sets up all right for Arkansas. If they can find a way to get some other receivers involved, they can uh, at least alleviate some of the problem um, with uh, not having uh, Traylon Burks. I just don't know because I think Arkansas can find a way offensively and especially if they can establish the ground game with those running backs and, and uh, with K.J. Jefferson at quarterback. With what Penn State's missing on the opt-out side defensively, I think that is the difference in this one. I think we're going to go Arkansas minus 2.5 against Penn State. By the way, the over, uh, over-under over is 48.5. Uh, right now, 76% of the bets are coming in on the over at this moment. All right, next up, we're going to the Fiesta Bowl at State Farm Stadium in Phoenix. It is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, 11-1 overall, 9-3 against the spread. They'll take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, 11-2 overall, 9-3-1 against the number. Notre Dame comes in as a 2.5-point favorite. The over-under is at 45.5. Uh, Oklahoma State is 9-1-1 against the spread in their last 11 games. The under has hit in six of the last nine for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State also 2-4 against the spread in their last six games in the month of January. Uh, The under has also hit each of the last nine times Oklahoma State has played as an underdog. Uh, Notre Dame 7-0 against the spread in their last seven games. The under for Notre Dame has hit four of their last six and five of their last seven. Unders have hit for Notre Dame as well. You see me giving some over-under trends. You know where our bet is going here. It's going to go on the under at 45.5. These are two teams that are pretty salty on the defensive side. Uh, when you look at uh, both teams' ranks defensively, uh, Oklahoma State is 7th in the country in scoring defense, 6th against the pass, 5th against the run, 4th in yards per play allowed. Notre Dame, ninth in the country in, school, in, in defense, um, 30th against the pass, 31st against the run, 27th in yards per play. And even though those are a little bit higher numbers on the Oklahoma, uh, on the Notre Dame side, Oklahoma State's offense, 89th in passing, 46th in rushing, 91 in yards per play. So that kind of balances out. I see this as a low-scoring game. I see it as a toss-up. Uh, I don't have an official bet on the spread, but if I was going to bet the spread, I would probably take Notre Dame and give up the two and a half. But our official bet's going to be uh the under 45.5 on Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. By the way, 68% of the uh money and uh 69% of the bets are coming in on Notre Dame minus two and a half. Also, 76% of the bets are coming in on the over 45.5 on Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. Again, two great defenses. I just think that when it comes down to it, two great defenses against each other, two offenses that are okay, not great. I think we have a low-scoring game. I would see something like a 21-17. Even 24-21 is just under the 45-and-a-half. I see something like that happening in this game, so we're going under 45 and a half on Notre Dame-Oklahoma State. Now, we got a two-for-one special in our next one. This one is the Citrus Bowl at Campy World Stadium in Orlando. The Kentucky Wildcats, 9-3 overall, 8-4 against the spread. They'll take on the Iowa Hawkeyes, 10-3 overall, 7-6 against the number. Kentucky comes in as a three-point favorite. The over-under is at 44-and-a-half. Now, Iowa is 2-5 against the spread in their last seven. The over is actually hitting four of the last five games for Iowa coming into this matchup. Iowa is 1-5 against the spread in their last six games played on a Saturday. The under is hitting four of Iowa's last six games as an underdog. The under is hitting seven of the last nine games uh, for Iowa when they've played away from home. Kentucky 8-4 and four against the spread in their last 12 games. The overs hit for Kentucky in four of the last five. Uh, Kentucky 4-1 against the spread in their last five games against Big Ten opponents. The over for Kentucky, that's hitting four of the last five games played on a Saturday. The over's also hit uh, for Kentucky eight of their last nine games as a favorite. Uh, this is a game we're going to do a kind of a two-for-one special on. Now, Iowa's coming off a of 42-3, to three, shellacking by Michigan. Uh, be just under a month since that had happened, that had snapped a four-game winning streak for Iowa at the time. Kentucky's riding a three-game winning streak. uh, In the last two games, they scored over 50 points in both of those games. But they're also going to be playing one of the better defenses in college football in the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, Iowa's defense, they are 13th in total defense, 32nd against the pass, 14th against the run. Uh, Kentucky's offensively, they like to run the football. They're 24th in the country running the football, so it's strength versus strength. They're only 84th in the country uh, passing the football uh, coming into this game. Uh, right now, Kentucky is a three-point favorite. 40, or I've made that 57% of the money is coming in on Iowa plus three. 60% of the bets are on Kentucky at minus three. Uh, the over-under is at half. 70% of the money is coming in on the over. But I think we're going to do the two for one, and we're going to take Iowa plus three, and I'm going to take the under 44.5. I think we have two teams that are pretty good on the defensive side. You also have a team in Iowa that's not a very good offensive team, uh, and a Kentucky team that can run the football but doesn't throw the football very well. And Iowa's strength defensively is stopping the run. I think when you you put all that together, you get yourself a low-scoring game, and a low-scoring game, if you're going to take the under in a, in a low-scoring game like a 44-and-a-half, you probably better take in the, the underdog as well. I'm getting a field goal by taking Iowa. I think it's the right play. We'll go Iowa plus three against Kentucky and the under, 44 in Iowa and Kentucky. All right, next up we go to the Rose Bowl. In Pasadena, it is the Ohio State Buckeyes, 10-2 overall, 6-5-1 against the spread. They take on the Utah Utes, 10-3 overall, 6-7 against the number. And right now, Ohio State is a four-point favorite. The over-under is at 64 for this one. Utah is 6-3 against the spread in their last nine games, 14-5-1 against the spread in the last 20 as an underdog. Ohio State 6-3 against the spread in their last nine games. 6-3 against the spread in their last nine games. Played on a Saturday. 6-3 against the spread in their last nine games as a favorite. Now Utah's coming off winning the Pac-12 championship game over Oregon 38-10. Utah actually coming in this game on a six-game winning streak and winners of nine of their last ten. Ohio State had their season pretty much come to an end on November 27th, when they got housed by Michigan, 42-27 to 27. at the time, Ohio State had won nine in a row before that loss. Uh, the opt-outs are the key here. For Utah, no one's opted out. Uh, for Ohio State, they've had uh, uh, their top defensive tackle, uh, the Garrett kid, he's opted out. Uh, Chris Olave has opted out. Uh, top offensive lineman Nate P- uh, petit Ferrer has opted out. Uh, also, uh, Garrett Wilson, the other receiver, uh, the number two receiver for Ohio State, he is opted out. And somehow, Ohio State's still a four-point favorite in this one. Uh, 68% of the money is coming in on Ohio State. 55% of the bets also coming in on Ohio State as well. Uh, not sure, again, I understand why that is the case, because this sets up, uh honestly as um uh, tail of two different teams you got an ohio state team with a bunch of their major players opting out that really honestly i don't think want to be there because this is a team that expected to make the college football playoff they expect to be playing on new year's eve you know with a chance to play for a national title or win a national championship but you got a Utah team that's never been to the Rose Bowl uh that very much mo- very much wants to be there. They didn't have any opt-outs at all. Uh Utah plus four is going to be the play. The money line's at plus 165. I'm going to lay a little on the money line as well for the Utah Utes. Uh, We're going to make this a two-for-one as well because we're going to take Utah plus four. We're going to lay some on the money line for Utah at plus 165 uh, as well. So we'll actually have seven college football bets as we added that one in just now. Uh, Our last game is going to be the Sugar Bowl taking place in New Orleans. It is uh, the Ole Miss Rebels, 10-2 and two overall, 7-4-1 and one against the spread. They'll take on the Baylor Bears, 11-2 overall, 9-4 against the number. And uh, right now, Ole Miss is a 1.5-point favorite. The over-under is at 55 and a half. Uh Baylor, 9-3 against the spread in their last 12 games. Entering this matchup, Miss Ole Miss is 5-2 against the spread in their last seven. Five and 5-2 against the spread in their last seven against Big 12 opponents. 4-2 and two against the spread in their last six games played on a Saturday. Baylor has won four in a row. That includes uh, knocking off Oklahoma State 21-16 to win the Big 12 championship game back on December 4th. Ole Miss has also won four in a row. They ended their season on Thanksgiving, the regular season on Thanksgiving, with a 31-21 Egg Bowl win over Mississippi State. So both teams coming in uh, pretty hot. Uh, I think one of the keys to this is the, is the non-opt-out, and that is Matt Corral, the quarterback for Ole Miss. He has decided not to opt out. No Ole Miss players have opted out of this game as well. Offense coordinator Jeff Levy, who's going to Oklahoma to become their offensive coordinator, is still sticking around for this game. And I think that matters as well for the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, when you look at the percentages right now, 58% of the uh, money, and 74% of the bets are coming in on Ole Miss minus one and a half. We're going to take Ole Miss minus one and a half as well. Uh, I think Ole Miss is the better team. I think they're the better offensive team. Uh, I think by far Baylor's the better defensive team in this one, but I think Ole Miss's offense uh, sets up some issues for Baylor that I, they have not really seen this season outside of their matchup with Oklahoma. And that is the, the style of play. That is the uh, system they run. You know, to Baylor's credit, they did beat Oklahoma 27-14 uh when they met back on November 13th, uh, when they played a similar style offense. I just think you got two teams that want to be there. You got uh two head coaches, Elaine Kiffin and Dave Aranda, who have coached have had extremely impressive coaching seasons this year you got Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, sticking around uh, for the bowl game. I think the want-to for both these teams are there. I think the spread at one and a half is about perfect. Um, I think it's a close game. I think it comes down to the wire. But I'm going to get Ole Miss the win. And since the spread's one and a half, I'll go ahead and give up one and a half. Uh, Unless Ole Miss wins this game by one, as long as they win the game, you'll cover the spread at one and a half. So our bets, once again, are... In the uh, Outback Bowl, we got Arkansas minus 2.5 against Penn State. In the Fiesta Bowl, we took the under 45.5 on Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. Uh, In the Citrus Bowl, we took Iowa plus 3 and the under 44.5 in the Iowa-Kentucky matchup. Uh, In the uh, Rose Bowl, we uh, took Utah plus 4 and the uh, Moneyline on uh utah and uh ohio state which again the money line was at plus 165 and we took the old miss rebels minus one against the baylor bears all right so that'll be our college football version our section of the podcast we'll take a quick break come back and we'll have some college basketball bets for you in just a moment this is the degenerate gambler welcome back into the degenerate gambler your sports gambling podcast We got five college basketball bets for you uh, to go with our college football bets for this New Year's Day, and we're going to start things off in the Big East at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. The Seton Hall Pirates, 9-2 overall, 7-4 against the spread. They're going to host the Villanova Wildcats, who are 8-4 overall, 6-6 against the number. Villanova is a one-point favorite. The over-under is at 134.5. Now Villanova is 2-4 against the spread in their last six games. Uh, Nova also 5-1 against the spread in their last six games played in the month of January. Seton Hall 4-1 against the spread in their last five games. 2-5 against the spread in their last seven played in January. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games playing as an underdog. Now, as you look at both teams, we have to look at the kind of the COVID situation going on. Uh, Caleb Daniels, the guard for Villanova, doesn't play a whole lot. He's going to be out for the game with COVID. Seton Hall is going to be missing four players due to COVID. Uh, three guys in uh, Powell, Weston, and Conway uh, play quite a bit uh, for Seton Hall. Uh, now, all four are listed as questionable for the game. Uh, because of COVID issues, uh, along with center Ike Abadju, uh with an ankle injury. Uh, but the COVID guys are not expected to play. Abaju may end up playing for Seton Hall, so that would be somebody the Pirates to get back. They've not had in a while. Now, Villanova hasn't played since December 21st. They stepped a two-game losing streak by winning over Xavier 71-58. to Seton Hall, meanwhile, had a six-game winning streak snapped uh, just a couple days ago when they lost to Providence in Providence, to 65 That game uh, took place uh, on Wednesday. Villanova is a one-point favorite coming into this game. Uh, while on the road, I think I'm going to take Villanova and give up the point. Uh, I think Villanova is the best team in the Big East, uh, even though they haven't really played like it. Uh, for most of the uh, early part of the season. Uh, The fact that Seton Hall may be missing some players due to COVID, and it looks like they will be missing some players due to COVID, I think that's going to be a factor in this as well. Uh, I think uh, Villanova started to get on track a little bit on the offensive side of things uh, in their win over uh, Xavier uh, just before Christmas, and I think that can help things for Villanova. So we're going to go, Villanova. I'm going to give up the one point as they uh, travel to take on Seton Hall. All right. Our next game will be at Hilton Coliseum in Ames, Iowa. The Iowa State Cyclones, 12-0 overall, 8-4 against the spread. They're going to host the number one ranked Baylor Bears, 12-0 overall, 8-3-1 against the number. Uh, Baylor comes into the game. As a a 7.5 point favorite over Iowa State, the over-under is at 132. Now, Baylor has won seven of the last ten meetings overall with Iowa State. Uh, The two teams have split their last ten meetings against the spread at five apiece. Baylor is 5-1 against the spread in their last six games. 8-2-1 against the spread in their last 11. Iowa State, 4-1 against the spread in their last five games. 7-2 7-2 against the spread in their last 9. 2-4 and four against the spread in their last 6 games played in the month of January. Now, both teams undefeated. Baylor has some impressive wins. Uh, 78-70 win over Oregon. 57-36, rout of Villanova. Uh, they also beat Arizona State, 75-63. Stanford, 86-48. Uh, that's some of the big wins they've had. Uh, Michigan State, 75-58 is another one. They've had so far this season. Iowa State hasn't played as tough of a schedule. They did route their state rival Iowa 73-53. That game actually is closer than the final score indicated. They do have a win over Creighton 64-58. They blew out Memphis 78-59. Uh, did the same to Xavier 82-70. to Now, a Baylor has played better opponents coming into this game. Uh, and a big reason why on the road they were in a seven-and-a-half point favorite Uh But I'm going to take Iowa State. I'm going to take the points in this one. Hilton Magic is back at Iowa State. It it left last year when Iowa State went like, I think, 2 23. Uh, But it's back this year. This team, this Iowa State team, it's hard to really put into words uh, exactly uh, this turnaround under TJ Otzelberger in his first year uh, for Iowa State. Matthew Mayer um, and LJ Cryer both are questionable for Baylor coming into this game, uh, that's another factor of, as we leave from this Baylor, our mayor and crier are both key players, uh, on the Baylor bear team and key starters actually for Baylor. Uh, I'm pretty sure I think Baylor wins this game outright. Iowa state's going to keep this close. I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa state knocks off number one Baylor, uh, If you've watched college basketball as long as I have and watched multiple teams play college basketball, not just your favorite team or your favorite conference, uh, Iowa State has a long, long history of doing unbelievably crazy things at Hilton Coliseum. They call it Hilton Magic for a reason. Uh, And if you follow college basketball, you know what Hilton Magic is. And it looks like this team's got that this year. Uh, I'm not going to bet the money line for Iowa State to pull the upset. I will gladly take the seven and a half points for Iowa State in this one. And uh I think Iowa State keeps it close. If not they win this thing. I think the safe bet is seven and a half. So Iowa State plus seven and a half at home against Baylor. All right now we move on to the wind trust arena in Chicago the DePaul Blue Demons nine and two overall eight and three against the spread. They host the Providence Friars 12 and one overall Nine and four against the number. Providence comes in as a one-point favorite. The over/under is 140 and a half. Providence has won seven of the last ten meetings overall with DePaul. DePaul is six and four against the spread in their last ten meetings against Providence. Now Providence six and one against the spread in their last seven games. Six and three against the spread in their last nine against Big East opponents. Meanwhile, for DePaul, they're eight and three against the spread in their last eleven. One and five against the spread in their last six against Big East opponents. Four and two against the spread in their last six games while playing as an underdog. Uh, Providence has a couple of players, in, uh, in and Case and Goodine are questionable uh, for this game with DePaul with COVID issues. Uh, DePaul doesn't have any listed issues at the moment. Providence does come into this game winners of seven straight. That includes beating Seton Hall on Wednesday 70 to 65. They also have a win in this winning streak over Connecticut, 57-53. They beat Rhode Island, 66-52. Texas Tech, 72-68. Their lone loss of the season was a 58-40 beatdown by Virginia, who's been a little bit of a disappointment this season. Uh, Meanwhile, DePaul had a three-game winning streak snapped by losing to Butler on Wednesday, 63-59. That game took place in Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Uh, So, first home game for DePaul in conference play in this one. Providence, again, a one-point favorite coming into this matchup. Uh, I do like the Friars, minus one. DePaul is a team that that's, they're in a total rebuild. New coach, Tony Stubblefield, done a good job to start the season, but we've seen this with DePaul in the last couple of years. They get off to these really good starts uh, on a non-conference schedule, in which there's not a whole lot of meat to it. And then they get into Big East play, and they kind of end up, uh, falling to the mean and and becoming the bottom in the bottom half or at the bottom of the Big East, uh, I'm not sure this team is that this season, but I actually think this Providence team uh, is right up there, just below Villanova, right up there in the uh, the Seton Hall Xavier UConn uh, triangle of teams uh, fighting to uh, to get the opportunity to knock off Villanova in the Big East. So I think this is a really good Providence team. Uh, so I think Providence uh, gets the job done. The spread is minus one. So basically, you're picking the uh, money line, uh, or you're picking the winner in this one. I think Providence goes to Chicago. They beat uh, DePaul. So give me Providence minus one at DePaul. Up next from the Lloyd Noble Center in Norman, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners ten and two overall, six and six against the spread. They're going to host the Kansas State Wildcats, who are eight and three overall. 5-5-1 five, five against the number. Oklahoma comes in an 8-point favorite at home. Kansas State has actually won 6 of the last 10 over Oklahoma. And they're 6-3-1 and one against the spread in those last 10 meetings. Uh, also for Kansas State, they're 5-1 against the spread in their last 6 against Oklahoma. 1-5 against the spread in their last 6 games played in January. Oklahoma, 4-2 against the spread in their last 6 games. 0-7 against the spread in their last seven games against Big 12 opponents. 6-0 and against the spread in their last six games played in January. Uh, injury, COVID issues, neither team seems to have any at this moment. Kansas State has won three in a row in six of its last seven. The lone loss in that stretch was to Marquette by one, 64-63. Now, Kansas State, they beat Nebraska 67-58 and Wichita State 66-59. Those are the best wins in that bunch, uh, in that uh, streak of 6-7. Uh, they have losses to Illinois and Arkansas each by eight points. Oklahoma's three in a row, has won three in a row in six in the last seven. Their lone loss was a 66-62 loss at home in overtime to Butler back on December 7th. In that same stretch, Oklahoma also has a win over Arkansas, 88-66, over Florida, 74-67, over Central Florida, who just knocked off Michigan uh, two days ago, 65-62. to So Oklahoma and Kansas State kind of mirroring six out of seven, but Oklahoma's had better wins. The Sooners at home, they're an eight-point favorite. I think, oh, I think Oklahoma is the, is the team that's going to win this. I think they're going to cover the spread. I think Oklahoma's a... A pretty good team. Uh, they're not as consistent as they need to be, um, but they're one of those teams that they they shoot well enough and defend well enough that they are a dangerous team uh, from this point forward and into March as well, uh, as long as they can stay healthy. I don't see any reason they won't stay healthy outside of COVID possibilities. Uh, I think uh, this team can be dangerous. I think we're going to kind of see a little bit of that tonight uh, at the Lloyd Noble Center. I'll take Oklahoma. Give up the eight points against Kansas State, and uh, now we go to our our final bet, and this one will take place in Eugene, Oregon, at the Matthew Knight Arena. The Oregon Ducks, seven and six overall, three and ten against the spread. They're going to host the Utah Utes, eight and five overall, five and seven against the number. Oregon is a five and a half point favorite. The over under is one forty one and a half. Oregon's won nine of the last 10 meetings overall with Utah. Oregon 7-2-1 against the spread in those last 10 meetings. Now, Utah is 2-6 against the spread in their last eight games, 1-5 against the spread in their last six against Oregon, 1-7 against the spread in their last eight games played on the road. Uh, meanwhile, the Oregon Ducks, 1-5 against the spread in their last six games, 2-9 against the spread in their last 11, 2-4 against the spread in their last six games played. On a Saturday. Uh, Senator Ben Carlson is out with COVID for Utah. Their starting center. Uh, no injury issues or COVID issues for Oregon at the moment. Uh, Utah has actually rotated wins and losses since the month of December began. Uh, they lost uh, on Thursday to Oregon State. 88-76. to An Oregon State team, by the way, entered that game at 2-10 on the year. Meanwhile, Oregon... Uh, has rotated wins and losses since December 12th. They're coming off a victory over Pepperdine back on December 21st, 68-59. to um, Oregon and Utah both really have not beat any really good teams so far. Utah has played uh, Missouri, lost 83-75. Missouri's not very good at all. That's another bad loss on the Utah front. Um, they've lost to TCU, 76-62. They beat Cal, 66-58. Lost to USC 93-73, lost to BYU 75-64. Oregon, uh, they've lost to Stanford 72-69, Arizona State 69-67. Houston blew them out 78-49 back on November 24th. Uh, Oregon's been a little bit of a disappointment this season. Utah is probably where Utah was expected to be at this point in the year. Uh, Oregon is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I just feel like there's too much talent on this Oregon team. For them to continue to be faltering around a 500 mark. So I think now is a good time for them to kind of assert themselves a little bit. They're at home. They're playing a lesser opponent in Utah. I think Oregon can find a way to cover five and a half. So I'll take Oregon. I'll give up to five and a half points against the Utah Utes. So our five college basketball bets once again are Villanova minus one at Seton Hall. Providence minus one at DePaul. Uh, also, um, we got got uh, Iowa State plus 7.5 at home against Baylor. We have Oklahoma minus 8 at home against Kansas State. And Oregon minus 5.5 at home against Utah. And with that, we'll wrap up the podcast for today. We do thank you for listening. Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Tomorrow we'll have our NFL bets, and uh, I'll take a look at the college basketball slate. I think there'll be at least a couple games we should be able to bet on uh, for Sunday. So until tomorrow, this is The Degenerate Gambler.